Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I am your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I'm your Cobra intern who really disappointed his parents by not going to clown college, codename Legion Cub. Oh, it's almost like there might be a theme for that later. Maybe. Where, wherever could that be going with this extra special episode? Uh, before we get to that specialness, we got a couple things we got to talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast and on X at G.I. Joe Audible. Uh, check out the Needless Things YouTube channel where we do live streams more frequently than every other week, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, We'll let you know if you're following Audible Interlude Podcast when those live streams occur. Uh, and also, while you're there, check out the pinned stories. And uh, we have lots of merch available. A few new t-shirt designs. We did a little, we, we've got a little chest tee, just a little chest logo for those who want a more conservative look for their Audible Interlude Podcast merchandise. Uh, and then we've got our awesome new Slickalicious like shooting star logo uh, that he cleaned up and made all fancy for us. Check out shop Slickalicious while you're at Instagram as well. Uh, and I, I would imagine Black Friday is coming up. There are probably going to be some sales on T Public. And as always, I recommend everybody buy your shirts during the sales. This week on the Needless Things YouTube channel, I reviewed Shooter and. What else? The mole rat. What was the other? Was the crimson viper? We already yeah. talked about it, so I feel like we've already reviewed it. But that review has not gone live yet. But they are still sitting here on my desk. I I love these things, and if I find more in the wild, I might buy a couple more. I just saw them for the first time actually at a Target yesterday. So, oh uh, really? Yeah, a whole bunch of those. Wait, crimson, that whole, wait, crimson, crimson alley viper? viper, crimson alley viper, the Walmart. Oh, okay, one. sorry. That's Walmart. Yes. So wait, what did you see at Target? Oh, the, this is a regular Crimson Viper. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, that's, wow. That's right. That. Yep. It seems like that came out forever, forever ago. ago. Well, it was in the wave with um, the other stuff, uh, the Viper, and which really, I, yeah, saw a wow. bunch of those. Yeah, my my Target. Uh, when I had to stop in there yesterday, I, they still have um, Tiger Force Dusty, but they got mm -hmm. some more Vipras in. Yeah, the one I stopped at today had uh, Dusty, Vipra, and Flint, but that was it. Yep. Nothing else. And I read online that people are starting to find the Python Patrol officer in stores. Yeah. If you hmm. on on eBay, there's some people that are selling him loose already, but I never know. Like if it's has a China address, are, are I just they assume, in China, right? That those are factory, but not right. all of them are. So, huh? So yeah, that may be showing up very very soon. I mean, it's supposed to be December first, so who knows? Uh, so. This week, Needless Things YouTube channel, a bunch of G.I. Joe reviews. Also, I will be doing an interview with Alex Antone, 
who is the editorial director for Skybound's new G.I. Joe Real American Hero comic, continuing the story that Larry Hama began in 1982. Uh, think about that, guys. Yeah, that, 41 the, years. The same man has been telling the same story since 1982 on and off. It's pretty wild, uh, and we will be reviewing that issue on an upcoming episode. Uh, so we'll be talking that uh, about that a little further, but that should be available now as you're listening to this. Uh, there will be a YouTube version and an audio version available wherever you get your podcasts. And hopefully everybody found the sound off post for it because we wanted questions from you, the listeners. Um, we will have more Skybound interviews coming in the future. So keep an eye out for those. Did you guys see that the full force is now on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> I I was very surprised the the way that I found that out is they followed us. Oh, I, I would not have thought we'd be on their radar at all, but we apparently are. I so. I found out through their community post on YouTube and I don't know why I, my mind was so blown that they were not already on Instagram. Right. But Very I, weird. There's, you know, we follow, I follow so many Joe accounts that all this time I thought I was already following their Instagram, but apparently not. So they're on there now. They're sharing news. And one of the first pieces of news they shared was leaked images of Cup as the Triple T with. Sergeant Slaughter and Leatherneck, which if you remember, Cup is one of the candidates we came up with long, long ago, like before the Triple T was even rumored. We came up with either Cup or Ironhide, I think, mm -hmm. were our two top yeah. choices as potential Triple Ts. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to hear more about that. Is that. Where does that land on your desirability scale for you guys? Somewhere below um, Soundwave slash Thunder Machine, um, you know, I, pro probably about where the uh, the Bumblebee Ostriker was. Yeah, I I find as much as I still love that we're getting GI Joe Transformers because, as I've said many many times, that's a childhood dream come true. I have less enthusiasm for the O rings now that I know this is all we're getting. Unless Super Seven picks it up or whatever happens, we don't we don't know we don't know what's right. going on with that. So like now that the O rings are not as as much a continuing line as we once thought they were, I'm kind of not as excited about that aspect of it. Because mm -hmm. okay, cool. So now I'm going to have a Sergeant Slaughter and a Leatherneck to stand with this other dozen figures that I own. So I don't know. Christian, what's your, uh, you, you kind of got a little excited about O-Rings for a second. and then I know. Um, <laughs> they took it away from you. I am, I am very surprised actually that, that Cup ended up being the final choice. Not that he isn't popular. Um, it, he just sort of sticks out compared to the characters, you know, everybody that they've released before 
are A-lister, right? Transformers, right? And Cup is is a strong B. I I feel. Um, I will say I'm a little bit tempted. I I want to see the photos of what this transformation looks like because I, I I keep looking at that triple T and I am, but I you know the same thing happened with Bumblebee. I looked at the yeah. striker and was like, where in the world is the robot? Well, we didn't even this. consider the striker as a potential transformer mm -hmm. way early on because there seemed to not be enough of it to get a robot out of. Yeah. Whereas the but Triple if I, T is much chunkier. If I do end up getting this, I'm glad that it's Sergeant Slaughter and Leatherneck because Leatherneck at least will have a vehicle and <laughs> some poor orphan child will I keep have a sergeant slaughter to install that eject button and i keep forgetting to do it because you guys speak blasphemy so often around here anyway moving on uh got an update from uh the art of gi joe real american hero it is expected to be in the states on december the 15th so potentially a few people maybe could possibly get it by Christmas, but I wouldn't expect it. I would be very surprised if more than a few copies make it by Christmas day, but that's okay because whatever the case, I'm super stoked about this book. I can't wait to get it in hand. I have not looked at any of the previews that he's put up because I want to wait until I have it in front of me. Have you guys checked any of those out? Mm -mm. No, just just you know, kind of read some of the emails that have come through the updates, yeah. but uh, but not really gone out and looked at a lot. Um, I I just I'm I'm looking for. There's nothing like that new book smell when you first open it up, and you know you're, you're the that, sound that the spine yes, makes yes. when you open it the first time. Yeah, yeah, that crackle. There's nothing like it. I hope it. I hope it is around Christmas. I'd like to like be in front of a a fire with my uh you know my feet up and you know, enjoying some hot cocoa and reading this book. That'd be, that'd be a nice time. You're going to, you're going to need a table for this thing. There's, I don't think this is going to be a feed up in your lap book. <laughs> I think this, it is a table. This, yeah, you might yeah. be right. It's got little legs. It's like the, yeah. uh, is it Kramer made yeah, the coffee Kramer's table. coffee table book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like that. Uh, okay. Final piece of news before we get into our very special episode, the super seven mothership is still showing at 1433 so i don't think they're updating at all but tuesday night uh which for us is in the future for the listeners is in the past joe fest is interviewing brian flynn which i don't understand quite how that works i've been desperately trying to interview somebody from super seven for many many years now i don't understand how a convention is going to interview a human being but apparently that's happening live on YouTube Tuesday the 14th. And I'll be curious to see how that goes down. I uh, feel like right now is a good time for us to strike that iron again. Because from oh, what I did. I've seen on... Oh, okay. Because oh, from yeah. what I've seen on YouTube, they're going everywhere. Well, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. We know that Lenny and Emily... Listen to us. I honestly wonder if some of my more honest Super 7 reviews from a few years ago might have put me on the doo-doo list Ooh. with them. <laughs> I, I shadow banned by Super 7. Uh, yeah, well, Instagram got me too, so who knows. 
Well, that is enough news for now. I think it's time to move on with the episode. We have some very special guests, some uh, some old friends who have what I think is one of the most entertaining podcasts out there now. I make it a point of checking out every single episode. Uh, not only are they old friends, they are old Joe fans. And we're going to have an experience tonight that shows... There are many, many different levels of fandom, and all of them can be fun. All of them should be respected. Everybody, please welcome to the show from Clown Is Down, Pete and Keith. What is happening? Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, hey. Howdy. So, Pete and Keith, before we get too far into this, tell us a little bit about Clown Is Down and uh, the show and where we can find it. All right. Uh, Clown is down formed during the coronavirus epidemic worldwide hellscape. Uh, Keith and I are very old friends. We've known each other since, gosh, six. We were six years old and uh, we just got together, started chatting online like everybody did during that time. And then we were just like, you know what? Everyone needs to hear what we have to say. Everyone needs to hear what we have to say. So we we're, just started with that. old white guys with beards. <laughs> it was a, and glasses. So it was a natural progression that we uh, got out there and, and made everyone hear what we had to say. Does that all sound about right, Keith? <laughs> that is all absolutely correct. All um, right. Excellent. When, when we do decide to get episodes out, we're not yes. as, we are not as consistent as, uh, as audible interlude at all we have one in the can that's that's going to be out here shortly well, but, well the, uh, the trick is you pick a subject that has news come out every week when you're not expecting it to come out and then you're forced to do a weekly podcast <laughs> forced yeah. To do it. yeah 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 we yeah, were that's, that's what we need to do what were we, we were monthly at first monthly. yeah and that just we we, we, went, we had to step it up yeah by weekly thinking okay we can cover the news every couple weeks and it got to the point where it's like no nah, we got to do something every week well and there was the problem was there was so much news that we weren't getting to do as many of our features our segments as we wanted to do so we just now we alternate sometimes yeah. and we don't we don't really have a singular topic so it's it's a little more yeah in the beginning we, we were doing two uh we, we had two episodes a month uh we were trying we were trying to we were doing right. the um uh what was it the um Hey, what we what we call? Because we haven't done the. Those are two. Those are regular episodes, and then the mid. We call it long and short. Yeah. Oh, the mid the mid month meltdown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and now they're all kind of just meltdowns. Yes. So, <laughs> what, just, just for our so our listeners can get an idea what what is what are some of the topics you have covered? One one of the ones one of my favorites uh, that really lit a fire under me initially was when you talked about Masters of the Universe. Oh, Mask, yeah, that, that was that was our that was very the first. first, and we that knew was that was uh, that we knew that, that would spark a lot. We knew that would spark a lot. We, we've got our opinions on that. We we, we decided to hit the ground running with that one. Yeah, we're we're all over. We'll we'll talk about anything. We'll talk about leaf blowers, just random cargo shorts, pop culture, whatever, whatever. It starts as one thing, and then it bidets. will bidets yeah and i still it, yeah. you, your bidet you episode bidets. came out right after we had just installed a bidet and it changed my life yeah and I, re I realized quickly you guys don't have the right bidet because if you get the right <laughs> one you you can't go back my, my favorite quote my favorite quote from clown is down uh came from keith's intellectually superior female counterpart Descri <laughs> describing the bidet's efficacy oh. with uh 
no net. Nothing but net. No, nothing, nothing but net. Nothing but net. Nothing but net. <laughs> nothing but net. That's a Clearly, yes, it's my favorite quote. I know it so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but days every time I, I still haven't gotten used to it. You know, every time it just. You didn't buy the one with the heated water, did you? <laughs> no, no. This is at this one is in our, our house. This right, at, right. Uh, at our parents' house, and um... Noel, is yours is yours heated? Oh yeah, heated heated seat, heated uh, uh, heated water. It's it's a dream. And uh, are you having yeah. are you having a, are you having a Christmas party this year? Let everybody take turns. I don't know. The line will be all the way through the house. I don't know why you guys are spending all this money on bidets when you could just go get yourself an Eco Warrior Flint. Yes. And be good to go. Foolish of me. (laughs) All right. Uh, So obviously. You guys are here to talk about G.I. Joe. Uh, you put together a little bit of a format with some interesting topics. But before we get too deep into it, uh, I want to get into your Joe fandom. Now, you guys are Let us all... get into you. That's right. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Speaking of nothing but net. <laughs> yeah. So we... Uh, well, you guys are more... You guys have a fami- more than passing familiarity with G.I. Joe, but you, you're not necessarily current like up on everything that's going on right now you're not collecting anything you're not not so gi joe fans but you grew up with it you probably had some when you were kids right right oh yeah right Definitely. lots lots so so going back what are your each of you what are your first gi joe memories uh that okay. would have to be the 82 line um you know, we, like I said, Keith and I grew up together and we, all of us, I think all of us, you know, we grew up in Reagan's America where every toy came with a gun and like everything. And we all started out, we probably all started out with Star Wars toys. And from there, it was the natural evolution for me was to to move on to G.I. Joe. And and I did mine, mine blended in. I had my Star Wars and then I would get a few Joes and then. Oh, all together. I, I, Altogether, oh, yeah. I was Star yeah, Wars I was I, I, I was never I was never one of those guys, you know, lines were not drawn. If if I liked this gun on this guy better, if this guy needed this backpack, it was a it was a free it was anarchy. It was anarchy with my joke. <laughs> well, we used to at your house, Pete, we used to you had these two giant rocks that were oh, um that were gigantic on the, rocks. Yeah, they were right right on the uh, right hand side of your house. Oh, and like was, massive yard rocks. Just yard yeah, rocks. I had two of them. Oh, yeah, they look like they look like uh, Mars, you know. I'm so jealous like of that. crater. Well, we I remember I'd bring it over a bunch of mine, you'd bring over a bunch of yours and we'd all put them in the center and we'd pick. Yeah. Like we what we each one would pick which one in. and then that have our like battles or whatever yep. and like set it up like a chessboard, you know, and uh, but I remember just like remember picking you know, each one. You get so mad, like if I get, oh crap, Firefly crap. Yeah, I had my, <laughs> I had, I definitely had ones that I would hold back that yeah. that I, I liked. But I, you know, starting in '82 with the cartoon and and the toys, that was it for me. I was I was GI Joe all the way until, gosh, I'd say '88. Uh, you know, I had friends, Keith, other people were into Transformers and they got into other things. But GI Joe was always my focus. It was I was I was Yojo all the way. Do you remember the last GI Joe figure you got? Yep, I do. I do. Nineteen eighty-eight oh. Storm uh, Storm Shadow version two. Okay, that was the last. That was the last new Joe I got. 
Keith, what was yours? Man, mine's a sad story. I don't know. I guess. Oh I'll no! Take, uh, <laughs> it's, it's depressing. I tore it to Pete before. We were like, we talked bring about it, it one bring night. Bring us down, Keith. Bring yeah, we're gonna bring it down so we can all build back up. Um, I remember buying. We were at Woodette Place Mall, and I had bought um, the uh, oh god, what is it? The helicopter, the double bladed helicopter with tomahawk. Um, the, tomahawk. the tomahawk. I remember buying the tomahawk, and. And I ran into some other kids that were all in the same class together, and I got made fun of relentlessly for still playing with GI Joe, oh. and it killed me. And like I, I mean, I already had low self esteem issues at the time, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And so it just like killed me, and that was the the last one I ever bought. Well, you went out <laughs> with a bang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a, definitely. That was a. God, I, I, I mean, Oh, go ahead. I didn't have the allowance to pay for that kind of toy yeah. back in 1986, so yeah. uh, that's pretty impressive. Did I. Yeah. I, got, I got my tomahawk on my birthday. Well, that was saved up, you know. That was like, you know, <laughs> birthday money and things like that. And it's just, I, I'll never forget it. Just not even barely getting like four stores down after buying it, and just it was uh, just KB. like uh, get it from uh, KB. so bad. Yeah, KB right there on the it was yeah. wherever the next to Sears. No, not Sears. No, Riches. Riches. Yeah. At the yeah. very end of the mall, diagonal from the arcade. Very end. I I worked at that KB briefly no, no. during during the Christmas no. season. Uh, one year. Wow. It was, it was why it was Hot Wheels collectors are insane. Uh, yeah, I've actually got sort of a similar story. I rem- I don't remember what school year it was, but it was i mean i was definitely like 11 or 12 cuz 80 87 was my last major year of joe but like pete the last figure i remember getting was version 2 storm shadow in 88 so i was 11 or 12 and i remember one of the girls in class and i don't know how i brought it up but one of the girls in class said something along the lines of you still play with gi joes yeah and that's like, like ah. if i still play with barbie and in my head, I was like, right. What is your point? I don't understand what's going on here. But, you know, I could tell while I was clueless and pathetic, I could tell by her tone there was some kind of problem perceived with me. <laughs> uh, and I stopped talking to people at school anymore at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which really wasn't that drastic of a change. So... Yeah, I, I probably stopped 80, 87, um, like same as you. And then that Stormtrooper came out. I said Trooper. Storm Shadow came out, and uh, that was that was the last one I bought. That Storm yeah, Shadow was too common. awesome to pass up. Yeah, yeah that, that really was cool. either that or the Astro Viper was my last like purchase as a kid because they were both in 88. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I saw it at a Kmart, and I had to have it. Well, and I think we've talked about this a little bit before, but we'll revisit. Christian, you you had kind of a rebirth later on of Joe, but yeah, prior to your my, brother's collection, like what was your personal last Joe you remember getting? That's I'm sitting here while you guys are telling these stories and trying to think of it, and I honestly can't because the thing that keeps popping into my head and and by 92 i was not buying gi joes my younger brother still was um but by 92 we had the x-men toy line come out yes and you know i'm graduating high school and at christmas time 
I will never forget this. My mother looking at me and going, will this finally be the year we don't have to buy you toys for Christmas? Oh. And I said, you will never not have to buy me toys for Christmas. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, cause I stayed in, well, Star Wars had kind of died out too, but like Transformers, He-Man, so by the time my younger brother was getting like Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe's, I just feel like one collection went right into the other, especially with where I grew up in Kentucky, because there were so many stories like you all. That was a time period where when you went to yard sales, people got rid of whole collections. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm still still going and getting figures that <laughs> they might be older, but they were new to me. So, yeah, I, I, I feel like it wasn't until I went, I went off to college. Cause like I said, I wasn't personally buying them. And at the time I wasn't a fan of all the neon colors of most of my brother's Joe's. Oh, how that, times have changed. I know, right? <laughs> for, for all of us. He, he and I talk about that quite, quite uh, frequently. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I came back with the 25th line and sold off my original, the Joe's that I kept in order to pay for the 25th right, line. Right. And now I'm turning around and going back and finding O-rings. Because you look at those old O-rings and you're like, well, these are obsolete. Look at these sleek, new, articulated <laughs> 25th figures. I would rather have these. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I can relate to that too. And, and I, you know, now one of the most exciting toy lines I'm getting are these stupid retro Star Wars figures <laughs> with five points of articulation. <laughs> <laughs> where they're going back and redoing the whole line and then doing like Mon Mothma and in Grand Moff Tarkin and like all they almost they, they almost the got me right. with the Mon Mothma, but oh my gosh, yeah, that's I mean, that's they, they did get me. That's charging uh in two days, I think that that box set mm -hmm. with her. I gotta have it. Look, I have not collected any Star Wars uh, toys in many years, but walking into Ross and finding like the Grand Moff Tarkin Black Series figure and the uh, the Leia Bausch and the Chewbacca for five ninety nine a piece yeah. has really tempted me. I'm like, but I can't, can't do, do it. it. I can't, can't. do it. <laughs> I've it's never seen. Slope. I've never seen any Black Series anything in a Ross. Any, uh, I don't every know time I go, they, there's tons of them. I've been finding a lot of Transformers and a lot of Star Wars. I haven't been finding a lot of G.I. Joe. I find a couple things, but not the like Rosses the... out by us do not have anything. Hmm. The only thing Ever. I've really found was the the retro um, the retro three and three quarter inch figures, the Stalker hmm. and the Trooper. And they had three Troopers. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm going to buy those for three bucks a piece. So. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I just bought a whole bunch of Mandalorians and... Uh, the wave that was that that had the indoor Leia. I do vintage collection. I don't do the yeah, black yeah. series. But uh, Walmart again, not in the store, but online, Walmart is clearancing them out at like five yeah. bucks a figure. Mm -hmm. So, and can't argue with that. I can't do so, it. I've, I've I've dipped my fingers into too many other things. <laughs> I got to stay away from getting out of GI Joe. Yeah. 
So Keith and Pete, we we're, we've got to take the temperature here. When is the when would you say is the last time you watched a GI Joe cartoon? I'd say within the last year. Oh, forever. I, I've probably come across something on YouTube or a streaming service and and watched an episode. Okay. I couldn't I I couldn't tell you the difference between like Deacon Sunbow. Like no, no. Like, I hear you guys fine. discuss and to me it was all just the G.I. Joe cartoon. You know? Oh, you would know you Deacon. You would be if able to tell I, I think yeah. I would listen Visually. listening to this show as as much this is this podcast is is definitely in my top three podcasts. I'm, I'm very I listen to the audio versions of you guys. Um so I think now if I watch something, I would definitely be like, Oh, this is and this I is. bet. I bet even without the context of us, you would have recognized a Deke and been like, this isn't quite right. What hmm. is this? Because that was my reaction the first time I discovered it. Because I didn't, I knew there was a separate series from what I grew up with, uh, but I didn't realize how different it was. And the first time I saw Deke, I was like, oh, I didn't know it was inspector gadget but gi joe interesting interesting maybe it's maybe the the 80s just blurred all of that for me because we had well, so many this, cartoons this and... was 90s oh well deke was I, what 90 91 92 operation dragonfire was 89 right oh was it or was it or was it 90 oh, i mean they still had they still had uh you know cobra commander from 1987 um Oh yeah, that's true. Show. Yeah, it wasn't that far after, so maybe it was eighty nine, ninety then. But whatever the case, it's it's like by that time, I don't know what I was watching anymore. Um, and Keith, you said long, been, long ago. Yeah, well, actually, I've been I've been thinking about it because, I, like Pete was saying, um, I've been listening to the um, Audible Interlude podcast now because at work, um, I do a lot of photoshopping, so um, I'm sitting there and I've started. I just have my YouTube. I'll watch the YouTube version. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, or and uh, I'll be listening to that, and I'm curious. I keep going. Oh, I wonder. And I, I start trying to remember it, and then I'll start looking, looking at little clips on YouTube. You know, I've watched the intro, but I haven't watched the full episode. But then that leads me down a rabbit hole of every, of every other one, like Master of the Universe, um, uh, All Star Blazers, and you know, I start diving down that. So, so what is? What is one specific thing you recall from the Joe cartoon you were watching? Oh, the whole Serpentor. Um, really? That's what stands that, out? That stands out to me first. Okay. Uh, that, one, that one does. <laughs> okay. It, it, it just it's immediately, it, that, it, that comes to mind. And then right after that, when I think that, I think of uh, Peter one year at uh, Dragon Con when <laughs> you saw that uh, Cobra Commander walking around and you go, I'm going to come next year dressed as Serpentor and boss your ass around. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't. I I don't remember that, but I can almost guarantee that. I I thought it was hilarious because the guy didn't know what to do. You know, he just kind of much like Cobra Commander, he had no idea what to do. Uh, Pete, what about you? What what is uh, what's kind of a standout memory from the cartoon for you? Well, it's 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 actually uh, long after I had stopped playing with the toys or reading the because co- i read the comics for much longer after i collected the toys yeah. and um i was living with your head of research uh and uh we had watched uh Shwek and i had watched um the movie judge of the movie or something and it was the cobra law and 
I remember we we got the soundbite of the Cobra la 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 la, and thought it would just be hilarious if that was our answering machine. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't, but we had it. We must have had it on there for a year and a half. Uh, and so the Cobra la 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 la, and then we'd be like, leave a message. And, uh, so to this to this day, Pete, whenever I hear Cobra La 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 La, I think of that trip we took up to the North Georgia mountains with like 20 punk rockers and we that had like one break. video cassette. It was a spring break. Yeah, we had one video cassette of G.I. Joe the movie. Was, I think that was the first time we did uh telling people we were venomous snakes. <laughs> I think that's where it started. <laughs> I'm a cobra, I'm a venomous snake. <laughs> and I think we sh- we we chanted Cobra la 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 about four thousand times that week. The police in Helen were very, very nice. They were very, very nice and bought ch- drunk teenagers breakfast. Well, Helen Helen's a classy place, so I would expect them joint. to know how to handle uh drunk teenagers so Uh, apparently i really enjoy the gi joe movie it's i mean you know we've we've talked about it quite a bit here it's it's a lot of fun Uh, we've we've expanded upon it many times (laughs) over we've got we've put a lot more thought into the gi joe movie than the people who wrote it did i think uh so pete you mentioned the joe comics yeah when when's the last time you read a joe comic uh the idw i got back oh into okay it, uh when idw got it and i i pretty much got all of that run i probably still have it somewhere here and then just with with everything i just kind of faded out with it over time you know i, yeah. I, I liked it but I, I think and you know it's it's been a while it's, gosh it's been almost 20 years um i think they started leaning into the ninja stuff and that never never did it for me with gi joe uh, i was when when they start getting ninja heavy i was like this is not what i'm here for there's lots of other properties that that do ninjas better um everybody's not a ninja if everybody's a ninja nobody's a ninja it, it, <laughs> you know it's, it's not not what i'm here for so i think that's when i kind of started fading out on and keith have you had any comic experiences with joe the last the the last um run of like gi joe was when there was a gi joe transformer world war ii crossover oh yeah that, oh yeah that uh, that's the one that was i loved it i loved it the, the I, I just i remember walking by like i think it was at um uh one of the comic book shops and i just saw like the it was like the first ep, uh, issue came out and it was um it just it grabbed my eye immediately and i just that, oh, that jay lee know, artwork is it was uh, it was really cool uh, really good the, the foil cover like i think it was one of them it was um it was nice uh i can't remember uh what the storyline was but i just i just remember just looking it, at this picture it was gi joe and transformers it doesn't yeah. really well there was this the there was this guy in germany kind of yeah. making everybody mad. <laughs> <laughs> i don't Causing want to ruin problems. it for you but, <laughs> but it looked great good guys won it's fine <laughs> Uh, so when do you think we already talked about the last Joe figure you remember getting is what is your general awareness of GI Joe right now? Keith, give us, give us a little synopsis of GI Joe in the world in 2023. Well, I would, yeah. Derp. Um, <laughs> everything that I've been watching on y'all's channel, 
is everything that I know of right now. We're we're your conduit <laughs> yes, to GI Joe. I am 100 percent fine with that. Um, all the uh, all the uh, unboxing as of latest today. Uh, what was it? A uh, sharp shooter. Yeah, Jody Shooter Craig. Yeah, uh, and and in fact, I want to bring this up real quick since uh, that came up. Um, yeah. I have to agree with you on a lot of the detailing on there. It is starting to drive me crazy when I'm watching like uh, um because I started watching other people reviewing it just to see what the difference is, like how other people do the reviews. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, it does. It, it is kind of a uh, maddening to me. Like you know, they could sit there like you call it the Joe Pro up here you know they'll, they'll get detailed they'll paint it but they were not going to do the buckles they're not right, doing like, right. the backpacks and the guns are coming i'm like you know this is this would look really really good if they really got in there and started like painting and putting some more fine detail into it and to some that's part of the hobby there's some people who buy the figures and part of their experience is they go in and they paint them and add the details and do everything else and that's i'm not that guy uh, i kind of wish hasbro would just do it but yeah, uh, yeah, I was thinking that today because I was just sitting there looking at the belt and I was like, you know, just uh, easy peasy. That would look so well, good. but just every pop. single one of those little paint uh, apps is more money. Yeah. <laughs> so they have to pick and choose what they put where like I get it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you do just kind of wonder, like you'll look at one specific little thing and you're like, you couldn't have put just a little little dab here. But they do it, it on some it of so them, you know, more. like some of right. them. Yeah, some of them, like some of the accessories will be, uh, they'll have like, you know, the knife will have like a chrome blade and a different color handle. And then also the, the next packet will all just be one solid color. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, they can do it. It's, 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 it's possible. So I don't understand why it's just not across it's, the board. It's costing out. It's, yeah. it's that one figure, the cost of the figure, they can afford to put that paint app on that knife blade. And then the next figure, because they have to use the money for goggles or for mm. shoelaces or whatever it is, so they don't have the money and they have to make that choice. Okay, do we want to paint the web gear up here on the shoulder so it looks like the original character or do we want to paint that knife blade? Well, we've got to paint the web gear, so we're just going to have to make it a black knife. Like those are literally the choices they're making when they design these figures. To, to get them in at, you know, the retail price that the market has deemed acceptable. Hmm. That's all that is. And that's that's part of analyzing it is just sitting down and saying, well, I can live with this looking like this because I understand. That's just how it has to be. Well, you can say that. You can, <laughs> there's a lot of, of, of across the board reviewers who don't. <laughs> uh so Pete, what about you? Kind of, kind of the same thing. Same, yeah. It's uh, you know, you guys are the the conduit for me with work and work and kids and everything else. It's mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, this is my free time and this is what I enjoy. I, I actually listen to you guys when uh, I drive at night. Uh, I drive to my second job, and it's usually your podcast usually takes up that drive. So I really, I enjoy it. It's, you know, I'm, I'm focused. I listen to it and I enjoy what you guys have to say. And I get to yell at the radio and the radio, uh, the, the radio, Spotify, Spotify. And, uh, you know, we, we are for those local to Atlanta. We are yeah. on AM, AM 45 pirate radio, uh, you know, but, but I'll be driving and, uh, you know, you guys will, you guys will start talking about stuff. And, you know, my, my point of reference is, is, is the 
early to mid eighties, you know, that's my point. And I know like I played with a lot of GI Joe's, so I know a lot of the names, but then you guys will start spouting off all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying to like write and drive and I'm like, look up this when I get home. Like, what was this? What was this? You know, I go to like, I go to Yojo, uh, dot com a lot I, I like to look at the variants of the figures and see the old figures that i used to have and yeah you know it's, it's kind of neat I'll, I'll never i won't ever i've i decided a long time ago to streamline what i collect and i know if i if i stepped into the these figures i would be wrecked i know oh, it's I'd just be an avalanche it's, yeah because i i did i did star wars for a long time and i was all over the place with star wars and wrestling figures and and anything i could get my hands on anything we thought was cool you know any mcfarlane's yeah. the chase i i loved oh, the, half of it the was the chase was i loved the chase and the hunt and Ooh, the and uh but i i realized i was like uh you know i'm gonna collect black series i'm gonna collect imperials and i'll i'll focus on that i'm i can't run all over and you know if i if i started in on gi joe man it would just be all over it's 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 i still look at them though i i go into target i I look at them every time and i'm like i've been doing the same just the one i could i could get i could get yeah that cobra commander hung on the shelves for so long and i was like i could get cobra commander and i think i could just do one i could just do one (laughs) i'm I'm that good i could just do one but i know that it wouldn't it's not possible because when that classified line first started noel and i were not into it and i think noel started getting just cobras and then as soon as i was gifted that baroness and i opened it up and and had it in my hands i was like i have to go get every single one of these that have been released now <laughs> yeah so it, it was like the, the eel on the live stream uh and i knew what you were looking for and i was like if i get that i'm i'm screwed i, I, am, I, I know i know exactly what you're looking for i was like but i because the eel was like uh the eel and the snow serpent were they're like two of my favorite cobras period like i, I yeah. always, they were always my favorites and i was like if i get it um that's just it it's it's the gateway and it's it's that free first sample and i would have been <laughs> it would have just been a tumble as, as as a great man once said it's a trap it's a trap. <laughs> yeah totally totally but they so, look great. They really do look great. Now that we've established kind of a baseline of where you guys are, um, Joe, Joe enthusiasts, uh, let's talk about your view of GI Joe. A lot of what you guys put together for this episode were just kind of topics of conversation you had about Joe, your thoughts about what GI Joe is. So let's, let's go down that road. What is GI Joe? To you, you're describing it to a layperson. Keith, you're our historian. Oh man, um, you're the clown's head of research. Well, let me defer that one to you real quick. Uh, okay. I... All right, uh, you know, GI Joe was uh, from, from, like I said, from us where we were. They were supposed to be the top secret uh, commandos of the United States. They were the best of the best of the best of the best. You know, they they picked and choose from all of the different branches. And I, I, I like that. I always thought that was cool. That was, they were, they, they were the coolest and the best. And they were secretive. And then the, somewhere along the way, they started getting in parades and everyone knew their theme song. And <laughs> I was like, this is not secret at all. And half of them are ninjas. And, and, and that kind of lost what like Cobra was but like, it was great. Cobra was this terrorist organization that had, you know, they were going to take over corporations and then take over and work behind the scenes. And it was cool. They were fighting and, and then it just it kind of got into a circus act, and I, I think I started to fade on it. Uh, 
you know, as like I got older and I got less and less interested in it. But I liked the beginnings. I really enjoyed the beginnings. The the cool army guys were fighting these bad terrorists. You knew because I was coming from Star Wars, you knew who the good guys were and you knew who the bad guys were. You know, back then, even when we had our little plastic army men, you knew who the good guys were and you knew who the bad guys were. The green guys were the good guys, the gray guys were the bad guys. And that I think that kind of rolled over into G.I. Joe quite a bit. You know, we had we had the cool commando, Snake Eyes, which he should have stayed a commando, but that's a whole other thing. Uh I liked G.I. Joe. I really did. I, I think it was a time that the Cold War was cooking. Uh, yeah, we, I don't think everybody's rah-rah America, but, you know, we were definitely high on the military at that point. Reagan, Reagan's America it was is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was fun. I mean, it, it, they looked cool. Uh, they were you could buy them. You could you, you could you could insert yourself in saying, hey, I want to I want to I want to be this guy. You know, I want to uh, yeah. I want to be like, uh, say, Firefly or not not really much as you want to be a saboteur an enemy saboteur well not the that's enemy who, that's who i, I want to be that's yeah that's who i want <laughs> well like well, yeah. i'm thinking i'm thinking of characters that i would pick when we were playing but i never always i never played everybody as um cobra and joe I, I yeah i had them yeah. I always no. yeah, uh, these are all my team you know and my teams could be the good guys and we're we're not gonna but i always I, you know it was it's funny because forever i viewed firefly as a, as a um as one of the Joes, it it wasn't until actually recently I realized it was a uh, Cobra. <laughs> really? Yeah. I always thought of him as as a. That's kind of what I always liked about Cobras. There was a lot of independent guys. <laughs> that it was the Dreadnoughts and it was Destro and uh, Firefly and and Storm Shadow. That they may have had it on the packaging or on their arm or whatever. But like if you read the stories or read the comics or even watched the cartoons, they were like independent contractors. I'll say you know, the reason why I knew what a mercenary was was because I asked my dad yeah. when I had a major blood action figure in 1983. It's like, what is a mercenary? And he told me, and all of a sudden I was like, okay, well, he's not really Cobra. And that's yeah. kind of the way that I thought about yeah. a lot of those like independent contractors. Looking at it from Keith's perspective, I'm wondering if this is how you came at it when you were a kid, because I'm I'm considering this now. So if you're not looking at the file cards, if you're ju- if you, or if you don't care about the file cards, if you're just right. looking at the figures, aside from Firefly, how many Cobras had camouflage up through, say, 86? Zero. Yeah, because they were mostly, they, they had the, the blue. Solid colors, yeah. Solid and the, the uh, blue, red. And, and then, the... like, your Destro and your Major <clears throat> Blood and whoever else. But Firefly... The face Firefly was the only Cobra to have camouflage. Hmm. So to assume he was part of the Joes who generally had more camouflage in their ranks was not crazy. But didn't he have the Cobra? He did have the Cobra arm? logo yeah. on him, but we're just uh, going to assume Keith yeah. smashed his <laughs> on the that. pavement and probably and rubbed that off. His name is not snake related. So you yeah, know, there's not a, like a tie in there. Because I was kind of confused when in '82, I was like, "Well, Snake Eyes must be a member of Cobra, right?" Right, right. He's all in black, and his name has Snake in it. That was that was <laughs> yeah. literally their like mo. They're like, any snake stuff that are solid colors are the bad guys, except this guy who's going to be the ultimate good guy. <laughs> so, we've talked about uh, GI Joe, but uh, from your perspective, Keith, what is Cobra? I was going to ask y'all this. This is someone asked because I was. I was trying to dive in some research and then 
I didn't, I don't know if this is uh, real or not. Cause you know, all the sites you go to, I, I can't tell anymore. Like I started running into some of the same stories. Some of it's not, but does Cobra actually stand for something? Like it's an acronym. There was a, uh, <laughs> we did uncover one thing. I found something too. Yeah, we did. Um, the, it's benevolent it? reptilian apostates. What are the first two? <laughs> uh, the order, the something order of, I'm going to have to Google it now. Yeah. Camouflaged order. No, no. <laughs> Not camouflaged. Yeah. I, I was sitting reading. I was like, I, I remember you guys sound right. About this. I was like, that doesn't sound right. And I was like, I don't want to, I, I kind of wanted to ask because y'all are the um, experts, man. Y'all, to me, Oh, now, now I googled order of benevolent, benevolent reptilian apostates, and now it's just ancient aliens. The reptilian conspiracy <laughs> is all that. It's um, PayPal. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Aster. Here it is. Cobra, the cryptic order of benevolent reptilian apostates. That's it. That's what. <laughs> They're not very cryptic. They're no, no. Have there. you seen what they wear? Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's I, a building called the Terror Dome. And I know, I know we've tracked down the origin of that acronym at one point, and I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> I, it might have been from the IDW comics. Hmm. I don't like that. I, I just want them to be. They, they don't need a no. Backstory. From from the start, no. it was ju- it was yeah. just Cobra. Yeah, they that, were just, was they were just up, the villains. That was made up later on. It's from the start. It was just Cobra, yeah. capital C, little O B R A. I like how it says like Cobra is run by the ruthless Cobra commander, but I keep thinking, is he really that ruthless? Well, it depends on the version. Yeah. No, I mean he's always ruthless. Mm. He has no Ruth whatsoever. Well, I, I was <laughs> he is without Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, I lost a train of thought here. <laughs> Cobra, yeah, Cobra. Um, yeah, then I mean, I didn't know I, the, the whole um, uh, the Cobra Law thing. That that I had no idea anything about that. That's oh, really? So yeah, you didn't? No. You don't think you saw the movie when you were a kid? Mm, I don't know. Have I got? Oh, a movie that's in? how interesting. <laughs> yeah, I just remember the 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 uh, just just the uh, the only thing I remember is. I mean, we watch it every day. I mean, Pete, we used, I mean, I used to watch it. Yeah, every day, yeah. Like, and um, it was well, and they even so. they even in, after 1987 cut the movie up into mm-hmm. a miniseries so mm-hmm. they could show it uh, like they did the cartoon. So, do me a favor: if you have not seen GI Joe the movie, do not watch it. We are going to have a get together. All right, and we <laughs> we are going to pop Keith's Cobra Law Cherry. <laughs> thought this was a family show <laughs> it is a family show that's not, that's a wholesome term we but what i mean is literally we're gonna have some cherry rc cola yeah. and uh oh my gosh rc cola <laughs> i'm not in florida anymore <laughs> moon pies and rc colas i'm dead serious about this we we are gonna have a movie night and we're gonna we're gonna okay. share the magic of the oh. gi joe movie with keith right. and then we're gonna record about it <laughs> That Real quickly, yeah. uh, the cryptic order of benevolent reptilian apostates came from the Marvel run oh. issue number 90. Oh. Okay. I believe that. I believe All that. right. 
So that's right around the same time as the Brocka Beach stuff going on. Exactly. That's yeah. that's where it was. Okay. So we okay. can blame Larry Hama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can blame. to to you guys, in your opinion, what is the general tone of the GI Joe franchise? Is it more Black Hawk Down? Is it more stripes? Is it something in between? And this I'd is more preference. Between. I would say yeah. more leaning more toward Black Hawk Down than Stripes. Okay. I I like the I like the army military part of it. I like that. I, I that was that sucked me in when I was young. When we were younger, mm-hmm. that's what we were into. And I like that. I think that's what got me. I like the fun parts of it. I mean, I, I like mm-hmm. a I like a good fun character. Love bazooka. You know, I, I like a good I like a character that's fun, and I think that's needed, especially because honestly, it's for kids, of course. Yeah, it, it needs to have levity and it needs to be fun. And you know, your bad guys need to slip on banana peels. But you know, that's that's what I enjoyed—the early stuff. So, are the crazy like monsters and science experiments and aliens and all that weird stuff that was in the cartoon? If you take that stuff out, is it still GI Joe? Yes. Yeah. Really interesting. Okay. Because yeah. it's still it's still. Um... Um, uh, like a military unit against a uh, um, terrorist organization. Uh, All right. Yeah. I think, I think, I don't think GI Joe, I think it's a waste of taxpayer dollars to have this organization. <laughs> All <of> the <laughs> One terrorist organization. It's a different, different show. The, the waste of taxpayer dollars building a pit. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm furious at all of that. Uh, you know, you oh, got Pete. Uh, just just get a military dude walking around in these like ostentatious uniforms. I'm like, what does that have to cost? Why can't you all wear the same thing? This is ridiculous. But that's that's a whole nother show. Probably not for this podcast. So we're gonna wrap this portion of the episode up with a speed round of. Oh, Lord. G.I. Joe knowledge presented to Keith and to Pete. Yikes. And this is all in the spirit of fun because I really just want to hear what you think of some of these concepts. Uh, Christian and Noel and I have each come up with three different aspects of the G.I. Joe franchise. Uh, We're not going to tell you what we're going to, we're going to give you the name and that's it. No other reference. And if you so know it, what it is, tell us. It could be a vehicle, a person, a weapon, anything uh, from GI okay. Joe. Oh, Pete, if you've listened to the show, <laughs> I'm involved. This could okay. be shipwreck. anything. Holly <laughs> shipwreck. Uh, so we're all we're going to give you is a word or name. If you know what it is, tell us that that's fine. If you don't, Make your best guess as right. to what it is. Um, we're going to take it. E- I'll start. We don't want to start you with Christian because I don't want anybody <laughs> to have any kind of aneurysms or anything right out of the gate. Uh, I'm going to start you off and throw you throw you a little bit of a softball. Super Trooper. Oh, that's I don't know. Super Trooper. I've, I've okay. heard you guys discuss it. I think that might have been after me. Well, hearing that. A Give us your key in Vermont. Keith, do you know top of your head what Super Trooper is? So just I'm I'm thinking uh, uh, meow. 
Yeah. That's, that's what it's a song saying. by Swedish supergroup ABBA. Thank you. <laughs> so give me your best guess as to what Super Trooper is. God. Some Just kind of enhanced. Enhanced. Like bat? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm thinking like, like Captain America Super Trooper. Uh, some kind of enhanced uh, soldier or something. So Super Trooper was a mail-away figure. Uh, that came out in 1987 uh, with the tan pants, and the blue eight. shirt, and the black helmet. Uh, no, he had olive drab uh, pants. You're thinking of the Steel Brigade Trooper. Okay, all right. Uh, and he had vac metal, like chromy chrome silver, a vest, a helmet, a shield, and a gun. Wow, you guys just talked about this too. Yeah, we've we've talked about him. A couple literally, of times. just discussed it. Uh, so that is Super Trooper. Not I. I didn't expect him to be on your radar, but I thought maybe there'd be some guest. vague memory of that. All right, no. That was the soft. That, yeah, was, that, was, soft. that was it. We're gonna. This is not gonna be I'm, fun. I, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with what I would think. Hopefully, is a soft. I don't think they're too soft, but defiant. Oh, that's the space shuttle. Okay, good. Yeah, good. All right. That's the nice, special. Nice. That one I yeah. know. All right. Christian, hit him. I'm gonna get I'm gonna start off with a super easy one. Kung Fu Grip. Hold on, Pete. Oh, you can do this. Quick, uh, you know quick, Kung Fu quick, Kung Fu uh, Grip is the swivel arm. Yeah, just the swivel That's, arm. That's uh what eighty three Kung Fu Grip? No, yeah. Not, no, not, that's no. swivel quick arm kick. battle grip. That's right. That's swivel arm battle grip. Well. Yeah. That's that trivia question. God. Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Grip. grip is, well, Christian, you. So Kung Fu Grip was introduced in the adventure line from the 70s oh. where they added us. It was the first uh, the, the gimmick for G.I. Yeah. Joe. So he could hold his weapons better. Kung Fu Grip. So yeah, it, it had like a two guys, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, your jokes could hold hands while they run into battle. <laughs> that's what I that's what I did with my jokes. <laughs> Teamwork. All my jokes were conscientious objectors. <laughs> uh, okay, so next one for me, Special Mission Brazil. Oh come on! Oh, man. is it Tiger now? Things? I read. I I know it's your favorite. I oh. understand that. <laughs> I I enjoyed the special missions comics. I, that's that's what I know. I liked the special missions comics because they came out. Uh, I want to say right after they did Serpentor in Marvel, and they started doing the special missions so they could have stories that wouldn't um, mess with the Marvel timeline. But I don't. But Special Mission Brazil, I don't, I never watched it or saw it, but I know it's your favorite. So Special Mission Brazil is a set that came out in 1986. It's a, It was a Toys R Us exclusive set of repaints of four existing figures and then a new guy named Claymore. And it came with an audio cassette that anybody who has not heard it, I highly recommend you go. You can find it on YoJo, uh, but it's also up on YouTube. Uh, it is an audio adventure. And it's where we get our Cobra. It's the very third first thing we reviewed on this podcast. Yes. Our review of it is uh, episode Mission Zero, I think it was. Or was it the first episode? May have been issue, maybe an episode one. Yeah, I think, think it was actually episode about, one. Yeah. Yeah. I think all we did was basically talk about our memories of Joe and like went through the years and those like 
zero and zero zero yeah episodes. yeah that's right that's right so yeah it was actually our, our our episode number one our first episode was special mission brazil so yeah and that that the reason that's such a big deal to me is i had no idea it existed because it's 1986 we don't have the internet or anything and i came home from school one day and my mom was like hey they had this at toys r us and i thought you'd like it and it's five <laughs> essentially new gi joes that's awesome and an audio cassette with an adventure <laughs> that is admittedly terrible but we love it uh, all right, no. I like those random Joes. Like people would get. I had a, I had an orange tripwire. Oh yeah, oh, I was in fun. So but I, I know it can't. Tripwire somewhere in my base, somewhere yeah. in my basement. Uh, oh, but man. like all of Keith, I think you had it at one point. Jason, David, all all my friends growing up had it at some point. We trade and whatever, and no one knows where it came from. And I, I didn't know until I started listening to you guys, and then got on yojo.com and it was like. Uh, like a Kmart special, but yeah. no one, none of the friends growing up knew where it came from, but it was a legit GI Joe. We were like, this is the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. <laughs> All right. All right. No, my second one. I have a feeling that at least one of you will get this bongo, the balloon bear. Keith, take over. bongo, the balloon bear. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, um, <laughs> Is it the circus episode of G.I. Joe? No. It was not, no. Nope, it was not from the cartoon. Nah, he lost me then. I don't no. know. Bongo the Balloon Bear? Is it a bomb? What? Bongo the Balloon Bear, <laughs> a.k.a. Candy Apple, the daughter of Professor Apple, who was a Crimson Guardsman who was dating <laughs> Ripcord in one of the best storylines from the uh, the Marvel series. My God. <laughs> and Candy Apple worked as a <laughs> balloon delivering bear. Yes. So yeah, she was she was dating record and, and that was a whole <laughs> conflict because her dad was a you know the one who's who blew up the, the fault and created Cobra Island. It was a whole big thing. I, oh man, I love it. Silly of me. Write that down. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm typing up Bongo the Balloon Bear right now. I'm looking. <laughs> send, send me that link. All right, Christian. All right. So my second one is E4. Oh, that's a rank. Not a rank, but uh, that's not a rank. It's a um, um, not a pay grade. Uh, it's a military guy. It's not. It's a status in the military. E4 is not a not an officer. And not yet a warrant. I, I think I want to say it's a warrant <laughs> officer. Yeah, I think it might be uh, at least a sergeant, but not quite an officer. I think it's, E5 is officer. You're there. It's there? pretty much the designation we've learned of every 1982 Joe, no matter what they're... Not all of them. Not except, all of them. Ace. All the oh, Ace. Oh, oh. Ace yeah. is, uh, as I learned from uh, from Dave's dad, which is one of my favorite parts of the show, reviewing the old stuff. It's pronounced exactly. K-Bar, by the way. I was screaming, not Kabar. It's K-Bar. It's a knife. It's a K-Bar knife. K-Bar knife. Oh, I, please. I was going nuts. Kabar is the actor. You're lucky I know how to say Yeah, I know I know E4. I know E4. That I knew. Now. All right. Wasn't K-Bar a member of that terrible faction they brought in in WWE? Um <laughs> The truth uh, commission? No, no, no. The one, the one during the <laughs> pandemic. Um, 
that was eventually oh. led by Mustafa <laughs> Ali. <laughs> Rit, um, Rit, begin with an R. Rit, revol, not revolution. I don't know. Whatever. That was uh, awesome. Yeah. The less said about that, the better. All right. I've got two options here, and I'm trying to decide which one to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with the one that I think is easier, but we'll see. <laughs> Sergeant Savage. Mm. Sergeant Savage. I know Sergeant know Sergeant Slaughter. Slaughter. Yeah, I don't know Sergeant Savage. So Sergeant Savage was a post Real American Hero GI Joe toy line uh, where they basically took the whole concept of Captain America, but made him GI Joe. They're larger than the three and three quarter inch Joe figures, which was a terrible, terrible decision in my opinion. Uh, these these aren't a, part of GI Joe. This is a totally different toy line. It's no, it is part of G.I. Joe. As a matter of fact, the Sergeant Savage cartoon had uh, what Hawk and Doc, who was who was in that two Joes when when he is literally they do Captain America's origin. Uh, They just create this guy, but it's Sergeant Savage. Well, they find him in the uh, he what is he? He's not in ice. He's in tinfoil or something i don't know it's 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 it's, 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 it's captain america but not little did you know pete when you were asked answering the first uh, one of dave's you were actually answering the third one of dave's okay. <laughs> that america, yeah that's 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 absolutely correct no uh, like so yeah it was it uh, go, do yourself a favor and google sergeant savage sometime and, and check savage. that stuff out some He's of the coolest World War vehicles hero. they ever did yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah they just are not compatible with the three and three quarter inch shows or oh, anything else. Right. Uh, all right, Noel, what is your final challenge? My final one is Voltar. Hold on, hold on. this is does it has um, does it have something to do with the dreadnoughts? No, it does not have anything to do with the dreadnoughts. Ah, crystal balls, bird. Oh, you're. <laughs> You're kind of warm. Yeah, yeah, you're a little warm. Close. All right, see, look at that. I mean, if this could scream, you're already dead. But all I I had. (laughs) uh, What is Voltar? Uh, I I have no idea. uh, Voltar is a member of the Iron Grenadiers. He was one of Destro's uh, henchmen, and he came with a vulture as his uh, pack-in accessory. I I said bird. Uh, he was he was close enough. I think purple, we're gonna give you that one. Is, he was purple and he had a gold helmet with like a monocle and he's one of the like out like half of his head or something. Here. The bird had a monocle. <laughs> what? Lenny, he's gonna now. He's gonna make now. that happen for classified. Oh he's my gosh! Yes, please. I think that's gonna happen. If yeah. Polly can get a peg leg, Voltar and then Polly well, and Voltar have to first can get a name. Unnamed yeah. pets in Joe are yeah. tragedy. Yeah. So it needs a name and a monocle. We need to make these things happen. Yeah. These very important thing. <laughs> All right, Christian. All right. So my last one, Jack Nicholson. The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest Joker yeah. ever. Oh. I stand mm. by it. I stand by it. Oh, we're gonna have to have a debate next Dragon Con. Well, that, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. GI Joe. No, it's, it's a clue. Him? It's a clue to something. It's a clue to something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to think I don't, Jack Nicholson. You guys are. 
<laughs> I knew David. No, I knew Christian was going to be like out there with everything. Just, I'm no trying, like, this one, I, I, I honestly do feel like it should is the easiest. When you think of but Christian and GI Joe, what names come to mind? Is it Shipwreck? Is Shipwreck's is it, name Jack? Is Nicholson? it? Is it? Is it uh, the it's not, His name isn't Jack Nicholson, but the voice actor, which I was originally going to drop just the voice actor's name, and oh. I knew that wouldn't give you anything, <laughs> but he based shipwrecks voice and talking pattern after oh, Jack, Jack Nicholson. That's awesome. I never knew that. That's awesome. Huh. And with the that, best Joker. The best Joker. Uh the, I mean if you put aside Mark Hamill. If you put aside Jared Leto, then yes. Well Jared Leto. Oh, no, is, no, no, we just I mean, can't. It's, no. That's right. not even in, in you're gonna get us canceled. Just run <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna go climb another well, then, building. Then we should probably move on uh, our next segment, this is, uh, I, I gave it a little name change, but it's something that Keith brought up. We're going to call it Behind Enemy Lines, but Keith, you want to talk about the villains. Oh, yeah. This is something Pete and I, um, we talk about a lot. Um, what what draws everybody to the villain? Why does, like, you know, uh, with Why with do they always I look Joe, cooler? Yeah. <laughs> like with G.I. Joe, uh, any, any of the toy lines, uh, it seems like. Um, uh, Pete, what was it we were talking about? We were we always that, root for every, the good guys. Like we, everybody, everybody good wants guys. to get. We want the rebels to win. We want rebels, GI Joe to win. Everybody wants the good guys, but the bad guys always look so cool. Like they, they really do have the. I mean, the Rattler. The Rattler is one of the coolest toys ever. Uh, you know, Storm Shadow. Depending on what day of the week, he's a good guy or a bad guy. You know, uh, the Televipers, uh, Crimson Guards. They just look cool. They they always look cool. They they always have cooler weapons. Uh, they they look intimidating. Why why are kids drawn to those? I can I can get into a whole like like sociological rant about this and about cults of personality and what draws people to you know people who well, present I, I, a certain way. And what? you know we all we all know we talked a little bit earlier about some of the ultimate villains of history, but <laughs> they sure did have like you know well-designed costumes right you know and that's that's a thing that's that, that's existed throughout history and there's a reason why people are drawn to that we look at you know we look at star wars we look at like darth vader is the coolest looking guy in the galaxy he's all black he's got that cool oakland raiders helmet you know he's got his big <laughs> laser sword and and you know he he's commanding an army of these you know these sleek guys in these white helmets and you know these full body armor and you know you just look at that and you're like that's cool when you're a kid you're like i want a hundred stormtroopers so i can you know play with those but you know we ultimately you got to root for the good guys and meanwhile the the rebel troops look like elevator servicemen with their khaki pants and their blue <laughs> dress shirts and their black vests like those they're guys oddly, don't look cool at all odd helmets like, yeah, yeah, they're they're big pink they're the big space balls helmets. <laughs> to to put this in like uh G.I. Joe aesthetics, because I'm gonna tie this back to Sergeant Slaughter because I know how much Dave loves to talk <laughs> about Sergeant Slaughter. Oh man, the villains have to be more intimidating to make you root for the good guys. If there's not a challenge, if you don't think there's any sort of possibility that the good guys could lose, then how do you get invested in it? So if Sergeant Slaughter, every episode goes out bare knuckle and, and beats 30 bats at a time, then 
four episodes in, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, Sergeant Slaughter is fine. I don't care. But if, you know, you get stabbed with a snake staff that puts you in a coma, <laughs> then as a kid, you're going, oh, my gosh. Not only is Serpentor, you know, heads and shoulders taller than everybody else, and he's got all this armor. He looks bigger and meaner. Wow, he really is a threat. My favorite character might hurt. You know, people want to root for the underdog. And in most of our media, the good guys aren't necessarily the underdog. So we have to visually make them the underdog. Well, and to carry your Sergeant Slaughter mention forward even more that goes to professional wrestling is your villains have to be these larger than life, intimidating, scary. Go back to 1986 and imagine King Kong Bundy just looked like Barry Horowitz. <laughs> like that never would have gotten over. But King Kong Bundy was the scariest looking human being on the planet. He was your bad guy that Hulk Hogan had to overcome. Hulk Hogan is this big, you know, huge paragon of virtue. You got to come up with somebody who looks at the time. At the time. You got to come up with somebody who looks like Hulk Hogan might not be able to beat him. And that's Cobra is the same thing. You've got the Joes who are already the good guys who we already know you want to win and stand for everything that's good and true about uh america and and you know freedom and whatever else so you gotta create some bad guys that look intimidating and scary and maybe have a little better technology and maybe have a little cooler weapons it's got to be something that the joes have to overcome and and to bounce off that you just hit on something i think that none of us thought about king kong bundy yes <laughs> um no so how many of you, when you were sitting there watching the G.I. Joe cartoon, did your mom and dad sit and watch it with you? Maybe dad. No. But mom, <laughs> no. Yeah. no. But if mom is walking the aisles of Hill's department store and she's got to buy you a G.I. Joe for your birthday, she's got to be able to look and know this is a good guy. This is a bad guy. Yeah. You're absolutely Fair right, enough. Dick. Like it, like that had to be just a split second. Like this is their, this is who they are. Boom. That's why they had that the enemy stamp. That it wasn't just. I mean, they they literally wrote on the packages the enemy. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. But also visually, just the designs. It's very clear. Well, and also it's color cues. You know, traditionally, the you know you have your well, army-wise, putting it in a military sense, it goes back to what Pete was talking about earlier, is even little army men, the good guys were the olive drab, the bad guys were gray or blue or some other color. Like, that's that coding goes back, you know, predating the original G.I. Joes. Mm -hmm. So it's just a visual language. But as far as, like, thinking villains are cool, they are. They just are. And almost all the stuff we grew up with, the villains are just cool. Do what they want. They just do yeah. what they want. I just, I, and obviously, obviously, there's no repercussions for them because they're going to come back next week and do what they want again. I just always rooted for the good. I always rooted for the good guy. Just never. I think we always. Yeah, I think so. Except, I mean, I except one. 
I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so Masters of the Universe is the only one where I was like, I I, I just you, you gotta read the room, Keith. You gotta read the room. But it's really hard because Skeletor was just such a boob. He really was on the cartoon. I just like Ow. the characters of the better on the on the uh, Skeletor side. Oh well, yeah, the, I mean, all of the villains yeah. were much more interesting. What what are you what are you gonna pick? Mechanic over Merman? No, <laughs> be ridiculous, man. Uh, so, any more villain talk? Any more thoughts about how, why? I got, a, villain I got a question. Yeah. How big is how big is Cobra? Huge. I think worldwide. I, mean, I, I get it, that. It I get it now. I I know now. It's it's. I'm talking uh, like mid '80s when 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 I was in the thick of it. I guess I, it never really dawned on me how how large was Cobra supposed to be? Were there were there soldiers? Were they full time soldiers? You know, uh, is it like a, is it costs like, a lot to run an army, especially is it a like well the empire, team. or is it a large private army? Right, right. And if it's I a think large it's a large private, private, private army, army, where are they? You're not even. You're not st- sticking them in Springfield. I mean, realistically, logistically, you, you and I know this. But is they my, are. But forty-something-year-old brain thinking of this now. Yeah, is, yeah. Even even a a mid-sized town isn't going to accommodate logistically a, a military operation like Cobra. I mean, they've they well cons- <laughs> consider this. So there are militias all over the United States, right? So somewhat self-sustained communities. Uh, and this is a militia that rather than being run by a meth head was run by (laughs) a sinister genius who put together the ultimate pyramid scheme, who recognized how pliable radicals were and followed basically familiar, basically, (laughs) yeah, right. (laughs) Basically followed through. And had business inroads and had the resources of extensive enterprises and built corporations to fund this city. And again, this is fantasy. This right. is why I say you can't take out the fantastical elements because then it's not G.I. Joe anymore. It doesn't you can't, work. It doesn't you can't work. take out the brainwave scanners. You can't take out the... Resurrecting and, and Serpentor and all the nonsense. You can't take it out because then it is just some other military thing. It's not G.I. Joe anymore. One of the um, things that I always think about is um, like I really loved when the way they introduced Cobra in the Renegades cartoon, which um, yes, you guys have probably not watched any of Renegades, but it's as far as newer Joe stuff, it's one of my favorite incarnations. Highly recommend it. Because Cobra is a giant international like global corporation but they're like a shadow corporation that secretly is you know behind all of the terrible things that happen in the world and you know gi joe is essentially just these this a team that's on the run from them um but the way they kind of reveal themselves like i i like that idea of cobra like cobra has all this power they have their hands in like every government in the world they have you know, they have business interests all around the world, and they did that a lot of that with like extensive enterprises. I always loved how Crimson Guards are supposed to be like 
it's your lawyer who lives next door to you that might have a you know a red suit in his closet like they were regular guys out in the world but they were also agents of this hmm. giant criminal organization i like that yeah as a kid with the comics i was i was more in the springfield mindset um and i actually just had to to look this up to make sure that that the time frames were right um but keith giffen in the um Bwahaha era of justice league he introduced this concept this this uh middle eastern country called and I, i'm gonna torture the name here pete so get ready um bayala and it was a place where these villains were successful in taking it over and they basically created a country where are are you a villain are you a disenfranchised person come here and and that is a concept that even as they change the places that dc always stuck with and that's where my sort of idea of cobra forms now in that they have their fingers in all these businesses around the world but right like how do you have a terror drone and honestly the armies of the world not just gi joe come and blow you off the map where do they keep finding all these soldiers so they they have some a country or landmass where it all started and that's where you know that's where their initial money came in that's where they're getting their child soldiers to train up and yeah oh hey we all start out as interns it's, it's right no it's right there in the comics the the cobra youth yeah yeah like, i guess that's the thing when, when, and, right I forgot about that. exactly yeah uh all right well now we're moving on to another segment where Clown is down is in charge. I'm calling this one Commander Clown. And this is where you guys, I believe, have some questions for us. All right. Peter, would you okay. want to so you guys, off? you guys are, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I got well, it. Hold on, I'll say, uh, would you want to, I was going to say like in the order, like, would you want to lead out with a, uh, never mind, you go ahead. You do your things. Sorry. Okay. Um, I'm taking all this information in, and I'm like processing it. <laughs> like, like, especially at last, I was like, "That's deep, man!" We, like, that's all. Yeah. That's all we're we're a lot. Yeah, still trying to get over child soldiers. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting there thinking about it. Like, from birds with monocles oh. to child soldiers. Um, okay, so you guys, you guys are collectors. You guys are, are and I've I've been in the collecting. Keith collects what he collects, and um, repaints and reissues. Uh, I know with GI Joe, there's um, Tiger Force and several other. Uh, reissues of the same the same stuff and back when i was into gi joe it took a lot longer for those to come out like tiger force came out and it came out all at once but now it seems like a figure's getting released a reaction figure's getting released and then almost immediately it it feels like there's something else it's a repaint of the same figure where do you guys draw the line? I mean, when, when, like, I know, Noel, you collect Optimus Prime. Obviously, you're going to buy, I collect a lot of Darth Vader stuff. There is no end of the road for Darth Vader for me. But, you know, at what point, how many Vipers do you need? How many, how many different color palettes do you need of the same figure? 
is it something you're interested in or would you rather get newer figures? I mean, I, I know I collect, I also collect a lot of stormtroopers, so I know it gets to be, well, I've got this stormtrooper and do I need this stormtrooper because he's dirty? Uh, but then, you know, I get a, a heavy weapons trooper and I'm like, okay, so he's got something I don't have. How many snake eyes do you need? How many, uh, how many vipers do you need? Dave, I feel oh, like okay. I thought, I thought that was directed at, Noel. I, I thought Noel was oh, no, on no, that one. Um, no, I mean, look, as long as it's cool, I want it. <clears throat> I'm not as concerned about what it is like as far as vipers if a new viper comes out and it looks cool i want it uh that's that's really what it is snake eyes i didn't buy the most recent the desert commando snake eyes i initially i pre-ordered it and then i was decided you know what i just i don't need that one uh now i do have that, like five or six actually that was actually the one that that kind of piqued my it was the the snake eyes because vipers obviously you want to you want army builders you want those but the snake eyes that actually seemed like a new and different snake eyes something that would have actually piqued my interest and been like oh well this snake eyes is different he's back to being a commando again and he's dressing for the environment not another black snake eyes with two swords so I guess, I guess it was more focused on, I shouldn't have said Vipers. Uh, I guess it was more focused on like named characters. So How named characters. Of the uh, same named characters. And, do you need and again, character? as long as they look cool, I'll keep buying them over. I've bought all the Tiger Force ones because I, I really like the variation in what they look like. Now, when they get around to doing Night Force versions of some of the ones I've already got, uh, there may be some passes there because I'm not as interested in night force because it's not as, not as much eye candy as the tiger force stuff. Uh, but I'll see once it goes up, but yeah, name, I mean, even named characters, as long as they look cool and they look like interesting action figures, I'll, I'll pick them up. And that snake eyes, it really, what you're right. It is a different, interesting looking snake eyes, but also, another factor of that is I'm fairly confident it's going to drop in price significantly at some point. And with it being another Snake Eyes, I'll I'll wait and see on that one. And I think I'm probably the biggest lunatic out of the three of us. I, don't, I think Noel and Christian have a lot more self-control about this kind of stuff. Well, let's... Since Classified came out, uh, as far as face characters go, the only one that I've bought twice is Firefly. Um, and honestly, I wasn't crazy about the first Firefly. I only bought them because once the the the, the inflation on the aftermarket had gone down, he was back down to like normal retail. I wound up picking one up and I never really cared for it. So I was like, well, the new one looks a lot better. It's more like the Firefly I wanted. Um, but like I skipped a lot of those early Joes. I didn't buy the first the first Roadblock or the first Duke or the first Scarlet. Um, I I bought the second Roadblock. Um, I'm 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 waiting for the retro versions of Duke and Scarlet to come out with all like the Tiger Force ones. Like I skipped the Tiger Force Bazooka and the um, and the Outback because I was like, you know what? I just need one of these guys. I'm going to get the one that looks like my childhood version. I mean, that's that's kind of the way I am with those. Um, so I don't really, I only have one Snake Eyes. I bought the Commando one, um, and but Snake Eyes is also never my favorite character. So, Yeah, I when figures were smaller, like three and three quarters, I was like, Dave, 
I was always an, an all-in guy, and it wasn't – and honestly, actually, it was once we moved into this smaller house, and I realized I don't have the space that I used to. Um, <clears throat> so with Classified, I wasn't even intending on army building to go back to, like, your um, your Viper comment – um, I was like, you know, I only need one of each because with photography, I can make it look like I have 50 Vipers. I'm not worried about that. But man, like Dave said, you get a certain figure and you've got it in your hands and you're like, this is so cool looking. Like, I just love the visual of this and I want some more on the on the shelf. Um, with the name characters, I have an idea in my head of what the quintessential version of that character should be. And I'm good with that, right? So when when Tiger Force Outback was first announced, right? We saw those pictures, the white hair. He was so different than regular Outback. And I still think that's one of the best looking Joe figures they've done it is a good looking figure and i was on the fence right like well when regular outback comes out i'm probably gonna get him and i ended up not because i was like but he cannot top old man outback in my book um now if so like i did buy duke and scarlet when the retro versions come out that's in my head what Duke and Scarlet are supposed to look like. So I have no problem selling off figures that I don't have an emotional connection to anymore. So, you know, I'll upgrade, but I won't, um, you know, I didn't buy Tiger Force Bazooka because I want regular Bazooka. But Tiger Force Rakondo, look, again, look so good even though there wasn't much different i'm not gonna buy regular Rakondo when he comes out because the tiger force one is perfectly fine but you give me turtleneck shipwreck <laughs> valor versus venom spy troop shipwreck i'm gonna have to get it well when it comes to things like that where it's a completely different design and it's not just a repaint that's 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 something a little bit different there's certain characters like if they did a roadblock that looks like his proper like 86 version that you know wasn't all um, I, like uh, I think we'll get a version 2 roadblock I yeah, really like, do I'll probably pick it up just because that's also a figure I had as a kid and it'd be nice to have like you know an upgraded version of it mm -hmm. um, I just wasn't crazy about that first wave uh, and I will say this like Cobra Commander uh, I have the regular release Cobra Commander that warmed shelves for you know three years and I have the Snake Supreme one only because I got them like super cheap, but I haven't opened them yet. But as soon as I get that retro one that it, we know is all coming, he's going on my shelf and that other Cobra Commander is going to go in a drawer somewhere. Because I, I really don't need to have multiple Cobra Commanders up on my shelf. You can, no you can give it to Pete. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Come into my van. Have this figure. <laughs> are, the, are the classified figures, are they limited? Or is it a... Um, just... Some of them are. Well, uh, everything is limited. Well, I mean, I like, as in, 
Uh, Can I still get a Lady J? Well, I I don't think that the Snake Eyes (laughs) movies figures are limited. I think that there is a matter replicator, and they've been experimenting on the Snake Eyes movie characters, because I walked into an Ollie's the other day, and I have never seen that many one toy in one place. And I didn't buy a single one of them. There's thousands of $5 action figures, and I was like... I don't. I don't want them. They are. They, they are um, still full priced in my Walmart. I'm like this oh movie has been out forever. Um the the movie figures they had just cases that they had just done that diagonal cut, you know, and just yeah. put them on the floor. Mm-hmm. I I can't even imagine how many of those exist. Uh, so yeah, some some are limited, some are exclusives, but they're all mass market retail, really. So the the numbers are very high on all of them. Uh, all right, you guys, I think, had another uh, topic you were going to ask us about. Yeah, a little bit of fun here. Uh, we were we were talking, and we were thinking, who, out of, you know, G.I. Joe and Cobra, pick one of each, who would you like living next door to you? One on each side. One on each side. Oh, Joe one on, on each one side. side and a Cobra okay. on the other side. Uh, I definitely want to live next door to Roadblock. He's, he's amiable. He's a friendly guy. He's a great cook. Uh, you're going to have a good time have hanging out with him. Over there. Yeah, that, that roadblock is absolutely my pick um, for for one side. And then the Cobra on the other side. Um, I'm going to go with Raptor because <laughs> he's an accountant. He's got a day job. He's going to keep himself occupied. And he's just going to have his birds hanging out uh, in the backyard. Like, overall, in the grand scheme of things, he is probably the least actively nefarious villain to have living next door to you. He's not going to bird poop where he eats. So, yeah, Raptor and Roadblock. I'm going with a couple of R's. I got a line. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with the same letter too because um on uh, on the joe side uh similar to the thinking of of roadblock i want barbecue living next door because if we've seen the episode the viper barbecue puts on a great barbecue yeah. himself yeah and he's a you know gabriel kelly he's a really nice like friendly guy as well he's he's good at cracking jokes and stuff plus he's a firefighter so if something happens to my house i have a feeling like you know he'd have the inside track to get the fire department out as, as quickly as possible <laughs> And he's Irish, so he's going to be good at cracking beers. That's right. That's right. On the other side, though, come on. We don't want the Baroness living next to us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, catch her going out to get her mail every once in a while. Like, hey. No, she is going to be. Then you got Destro giving you the stink eye. Baroness (laughs) is going to be the head of the HOA. She's going to be intolerable. She's going to be calling you about mowing your lawn every day. Oh, no, no. Absolutely not. The juice is not worth the squeeze. No, absolutely not. No. No, I can't agree on that one. <laughs> All right. Christian. Okay. So <laughs> here we go. No, actually, I think Action it will surprise you guys a, a little bit. Uh, however, <clears throat> thanks to my anxiety, I'm not agoraphobic, but once I get home, I'm not answering the door. And in every house and apartment <laughs> I've lived in, I don't get to know the neighbors. The neighbors don't get to know me. 
So on the Joe side, I want snake eyes because he cannot talk. <laughs> he cannot yeah. make any noise. <laughs> he is not coming over and knocking on my door to let me know that the other neighbor is using my water hose. Like oh, that's yeah. tremendous. I, can't let you know. It's it's silence. And mm -hmm. I love that. On the Cobra side, for almost the exact same reason, except he can't talk, I want Xandar. Because even if he's out in the yard, if I go out to get my wow. mail, I'm not going to notice yeah. him. That it's like pick. I am like I got my blinders on. There's no Joe. There's no Cobra living here. It's just me and my house. Uh, you you win. You win. <laughs> but so Keith and Pete, do you guys have picks as yeah. well? I do. Okay. Uh, barbecue was my uh, Joe neighbor because he's a firefighter and he Likes to party, let's hang out, you know. Uh, and Xandar was my other pick because nice. it'd be like not even having a neighbor. It would be great. Oh, he's man. there, so he's good. maintaining the house. It's it's not being dilapidated, but it's like I don't even live next to somebody. I'm I am 100 with you on Snake Eyes because I would love to have a neighbor that's just quiet. He's got his dog or his wolf that's just hanging dangerous. over there. Uh, he probably doesn't have floodlights kicking. He doesn't turn them on. He wants everything dark. I don't have to like go and talk to him. Say, "Hey, dude, can you like just aim those elsewhere?" And <laughs> I'm 100 with you on that. Now, the other one, <laughs> Peter was like, "You're insane for this." Doctor Mindbender. <laughs> terrible, terrible choice. Because <laughs> I do love, I do love having. That entertainment addict, <laughs> that crazy neighbor <laughs> that I could go out and things. just listen to him rant for a little bit, and then I can maybe poke fun. I'm like, dude, this guy doesn't have a shirt on. Put a shirt on. Cutting the grass. <laughs> <laughs> but what he's do you not do cutting the grass. When you he's wake like up in the middle of the night and he's just standing in your bedroom doorway. No, see, no, see, he won't looking. because. He he'd be totally cool with me because I would cut his yard for him. Actually, you know, I don't okay. think he would, would be I would, cool. I would, I would take you. care of his lawn. I would I would get his mail for him, you know, just like I would do snake eyes, just so you know, hey, look, I, I'm gonna cut it all at one time so we can all have it even. Everybody's yards cut on our block, you know, so it's all done at the same time. He'll snake like eyes, you're gonna have but I'll have to listen to his rant in his door like <laughs> once a week. Somebody's coming to kill snake eyes once a week. You're gonna see Storm Shadow drive up in his car and you're gonna be like, Is he good this week but, or is he evil? Are we in war or is he just visiting? What kind of but he's a ninja? So again, we shouldn't have to hear their fight. Well, shouldn't. that's true. That's shouldn't. true. That's a good point. And the floodlights will still be off. Yeah. I, I have a feeling this floodlight story comes from a personal place, but uh, yeah. it, it did seem very real. <laughs> Everything got very, very story. real for a minute. Yeah, I also like a, your though. If you wake up in the middle of the night with a toothache, you at least you oh, know, yeah, you know where to go yeah. next door. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got the neighbor with the good drugs. Okay. Yeah, hey, hey, bud, look that he's making in his basement, <laughs> <laughs> along with it. a bunch of like crazy creatures that are like half people. man, half bear, and half. He's egg. making yeah. people yeah. in his basement. Fix the tooth, leave the mind alone. Yeah. We're, we're good. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, it is time now to move into. Our final segment. We like to call this Joe and Tell, and it is sponsored by our good friend Slickalicious. Please check out Shop Slickalicious on Instagram. 
uh, designed a lot of our t-shirts and uh, our logo, actually, our current logo, which is available in t-shirt form from Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Go to the pinned story. Get yourself an AI pod t-shirt. In this segment, we each share uh, a little bit of Joe with all of our listeners and viewers and the rest of the uh, chat that we've got going on here. And I'm going to kick this one off because it is special to our Clown is Down guests here. So as as everybody knows, I started a few years ago rebuilding my childhood G.I. Joe collection. And at one point, as one does, I posted on Instagram that I had completed 82 through 86 and was only a couple of figures away from completing 87. And my pal Pete here hit me up and said, hey, man, what are you missing? And I gave him a little list. And he's like, you know what? I can help you out with one of those. And he sent me what I am now referring to as Tunnel Pete. Hey, (laughs) that's so cool. Now, what I did not realize at the time, because I had not, Noel, I see you looking at this. And I think you can probably tell what I'm. I can't tell because it's this big on my screen. Oh, yeah. I guess it is super tiny. Um, There are five of us on the screen right now. So uh, Tunnel Pete here does not have the correct legs which is very uh a very interesting feature that i didn't notice at first because i had not held a tunnel rat figure in my hands in however long so i got him i kitted him out and then when i was reviewing the classified tunnel rat figure it was pointed out to me hey those are the wrong legs and now I'm, i believe these are low lights legs that are on him, which is a pretty cool look. Uh, Could be. So I am always going to keep this specific tunnel rat. I still need a regular tunnel rat, but this on my shelf will always be Tunnel Pete. Sweet. Tunnel Pete. <laughs> nice. I, uh, yeah, we get a hold of uh, some small screwdrivers uh, around about 86, 87. Yeah. And went, yeah, yeah. Like went went to town just making new figures and and I I did the exact we tried same to thing. tried to revert as much as I can. Ah oh, man, I missed my low light. That was a good figure. Low light was a great oh, it was figure. a great figure. Get a backpack with a gun you put together. I love it. I still don't understand why Tunnel Rat has the largest gun, but and the biggest <laughs> oh, yeah, right. it makes zero <laughs> sense. Zero sense. But <laughs> That's a different show. All right. We'll uh we'll go to one of our guests next here. Uh I guess speaking of tunnel Pete, Pete, have you got a Joe and Tell for us? I don't have a Joe and Tell. Uh it's it's been a busy week for me. Uh, but uh I did have a, a friend uh, make me something very toy related. Uh I had a friend got a hold of a 3D printer a while back Ooh. and he toyed around with it. And he made me this. <gasps> oh, this for nice. So Keith made this for me. And uh, it made it a couple parts. It's one of my favorite uh, little shelf displays that I love. It's, uh, it's the old for our, Super Blaster. For our listener, oh, there listeners. There you go. Yeah. It's and, a and Kenner. This is, this is a blaster. Kenner. Yeah. Yes. Kenner yeah. style blaster. Mm-hmm. And it's the Kenner Stormtrooper. Bl- yeah. This is the Stormtrooper blaster. And it's and he painted it blue. And it's it's awesome. I love it. I walk around the house with this all the time. Now, do it. you hold it in the proper Kenner yeah. fashion? <laughs> Absolutely. Pointing off, I, pointing off to the right. 
I put on rather. my black series helmet and I, I hold it canted a little bit <laughs> and I do not bend my elbow at all. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Keith. Thanks. Uh, all right, Noel, you got some Joe and tell. I do. He's a very small Joe and tell, but uh, a few weeks back, I went down to uh, Destin, Florida with the family and um, actually oh. uh, somewhat jumped on to our live stream that we did uh, about the super seven um, uh, mothership while I was down there with bad internet. Um, but while we were got down there, we we're waiting for our, our house to get ready. We hit a couple of antique shops and uh, while I was there, I happened to find this is nice. a an ornament, a Christmas oh. ornament, but it's the 1969 uh, Mercury astronaut G.I. Joe, which of course is my first ever G.I. Joe toy, as I've mentioned yeah. several times. So oh. it's kind of a version of that, but it's it's not quite because he's got this little backpack on. So I think this is one of the I think it's I think it's one of the other astronaut figures they did. But I was like, oh yeah, I you know, he was like three ninety nine at this uh at this uh this antique store. So I was like, I gotta have that in my collection. So yeah, uh and he's actually already came with the hanging thing, so I can put him right on my tree when it goes up here in a couple weeks. Nice. I like oh, how nice they on that and everything. painted his eyes already oh, yeah. looking up, so it's kind of like he's over it. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, and the helmet actually I have does. It's a Raya Carey song. Oh, nice! The visor actually. Yeah, the visor is is articulated, which That's is great. Really cool. Yeah, I. You know, it blows my mind that, as far as I know, there have never been any real American hero ornaments. I don't believe so. With um, all of the different licenses that get made. I don't think that's ever, not even a Cobra Commander, nothing. All right, would, since I, something like a Vamp or a Hiss Tank or something like that would be yeah. an obvious choice. Because they've been yeah. doing Transformers. Hallmark's had the Transformers license now for a, uh, about 15 years. I've got several of their Transformers ornaments. And it, it's yeah. so weird to me that, that Joe hasn't been touched. Uh, yeah, the Joe's so they've, gotta, they've done have all been like vintage Joe stuff. Yeah. We've uh, got to go back real quick because I forgot about the functionality of StreamYard. So real quick, we're going to... There is uh, Tunnel Pete once again. His legs do look great. Yeah, I mean it's a, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the and the classified figure has more like gray legs than black legs, right? Yeah. So it, it kind of looks more like the classified figure. And uh, so Pete, my time. yeah, Pete, I'm going to put you back in the. I'm going to put you in the big one uh, yeah. so everybody can see. That awesome Kenner Stormtrooper very, blaster. That is yeah. fantastic. It's very cool. Uh, all right. Uh, Keith, we're going to put you on the spot now. All right. I got a little Joe and tell. So I drew something up this afternoon because I was sitting yeah. there. I, I kept laughing all day long about just having Dr. Mindbender as as watch him get the mail. You know what I mean? Just like uh, just doing <laughs> mundane things and just hitting tape. So I whip this up real quick. Let's see if I can get this up here. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh, oh. Well, let's see. Nope, he's disappeared. <gasps> That's amazing. Oh my so. gosh! This is <laughs> the greatest art that, that has Great. ever been shared on this. Doctor Mowing Bender. Um, <laughs> please send me an image of that if I can share it. I like snake eyes, yeah, he's right over the snake eyes over here. Just snake over eyes is him. like the neighbor from the Tim Allen show. Yeah. Wilson, wasn't that his Wilson. name? Yeah. Yeah. 
and, and oh uh, my gosh this is got, incredible got a little bat lawnmower you know and uh uh just oh it is a bat yeah it is yeah. a bat i love it that needs to be a oh. tattoo mind bender with the bat lawnmower. you know i've been looking for a back piece for years now and i think i oh, finally found do it that. i was thinking about that. that all day at work and i was just like just looking up all these pictures of dr mind bender i was like i need to find something that well i mean you know just to get get some good ideas and him mowing the grass is just that's awesome to me fantastic all right well christian I hate to put you on the spot, but you got to follow that. <laughs> I know. I Listen, mine is a tell this week. I do not have anything to show. Uh, please, everybody, after you watch all of Phantom's amazing reviews on the Needless Things YouTube channel, head over to the Comics Trope uh, YouTube page. Uh, the episode that he just dropped yesterday he interviews Joshua Williamson, who is the writer for the new uh, G.I. Joe comics coming from Skybound. And it's a really good interview. Um, I, I, he's a, a huge fan of G.I. Joe. And I don't think he was given his lip service because one of the things I really liked about the interview was they go on so many little G.I. Joe tangents, kind of like what we do, where right. you say something and then you're like, oh, my gosh, that reminds me when I was a kid in this figure. So he knew his stuff. I, I The one thing that that shocked me, this this has been in the works a lot longer than we realized. They Skybound has been working on this for at least four years. Oh, behind wow. the scenes. And I don't think it it's been four years that we got that announcement. So this is something no, no. that they knew before we knew was happening. Long and, before. and they have been spending all this time working out their game plan. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, so I, comic I tropes. Oh, sorry. I, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think it was the end of 2022 is when we found out that 2023 was the last year of IDW, and we had no idea where it was going until well into 2023. The Skybound announcement didn't come until a few months, like sometime over the summer, I think it was. Yeah, like there were, I remember there being some rumblings of it going to... Yeah. Skybound. Well, Kirk, Kirkman in particular was a, was a big part of speculation because it's known he's a huge GI Joe fan. Yeah, and um, yeah, I don't want to give anything away. It's a really great interview, um, so give it a listen. And where is it again? It is on the Comic Tropes YouTube channel. Well, that is all the time we've got for this episode. Uh, I want to thank our pals from Clown is Down for stopping by, hanging out, talking about G.I. Joe. Uh, guys, where can we find you? Socials, uh, where can we find your show? What have you got coming up next? You can find us uh, on Spotify. Uh, just search Clown is Down and we're there. We try to get one out once a month. Like I said, we got one in the can, but life happens and we don't get paid for this. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram at Clown is Down. All one word, no spaces. 
me hey hey keith yeah hey <laughs> um yeah you said it all there uh for that but if you want to see i'm gonna put this picture I'll, i'm gonna send this picture to you but i'm probably gonna uh, post it on um i also have a another instagram page uh that's the uh, wood scrap ridge if you want to check out any of the other artwork that uh i make or anything that i build good stuff and uh noel why don't you tell us a little bit about the finest the Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club, and we raise money for a great charity called Canines for Warriors. So if you ever thought about dressing up like your favorite Joe character, uh, then, uh, you know, you can help help us raise money. Join us at thefinestcc.com. Uh, this will go up on this Friday, which means that next weekend, um, from the time that you should be hearing this in your ears, uh, we will be at Retro ToyCon in Greenville. So we'll actually be raising money there. It's outside of our garrison, but uh, our Georgia garrison is still going to set up in South Carolina and have a booth. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be raising some money. Also come to that convention because it's a great convention with lots of awesome toys at great prices. And I need to get a pixeled in Major Bindi while I'm there. Uh, Christian, where can we find that toy photography that you do so well? You can find me on Flickr and Instagram under the name Legion Cub. Well, to everybody here tonight, thank you so much for sitting down talking about G.I. Joe. For everybody listening, we appreciate your support. Uh, tell your friends about Audible Interlude. And until next time, yo, Joe. That's the most beautiful cobra we've ever had. Right? That was harmonized. Glad I got to be a part of that. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.